Hey folks, welcome into Pro Football Ireland. Michael McQuaid here after a, a festive weekend of NFL football, week 16. Almost in the books, uh, you've got the Chargers and the Colts of Monday Night Football. You're probably most likely listening to this on the Tuesday morning, so hope you had a great Christmas period. Um, Mark is on his holly bobs until Wednesday. Delighted to be joined by uh, Michaela Fagan. Michaela, first off, how is the form? Uh, how, how did your Christmas go the last few days? I tweeted this the other day that I finally got an Eagles jersey, my first ever Eagles jersey. And you know, my collection is very, very full at the moment. It practically takes up half my wardrobe, but I got my first Eagles jersey, got Jalen Hurts, wore during Christmas Eve to watch the game and they lost. So that is my Grinch origin story. We're going to talk about that game in a wee but It was a really, really good game. Um, Fanship aside, taking everything aside, I think for the neutral, it was a lot better than what I thought it was going to be, especially when Gardner Minshew came in. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, what did you make of like the of the games on Christmas Day? So obviously, if, if folks, if you're not listening in Ireland or the UK, we were fortunate to have the time window, Michaela, of the game at six, the game at nine, and the game at one. Mm. I loved it. Like I was sitting playing Uno with my in-laws, having a Bailey's watching the Broncos get destroyed, but at least it was on TV. It was nice. And also like the Christmas Eve Saturday was pretty cool as well. It's really fun having the NFL on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, because obviously the Premier League started back today on, I was about to say Boxing Day. It's Stevens' Day. I say Boxing Day. It seems like people in the North, like regardless of where you're from in Northern Ireland or whatever, everyone says Boxing Day. But then you go down the road to Monaghan, everyone says Stevens Day. I I say Stevens Day as well. So like, yeah, yeah no, right. I, if you say if you <laughs> if you say Boxing Day here, you are you are slags. Yeah, um, I know. I was gonna say I, I didn't realize that recently, you know. No, no, I do say Stevens to say. I just I was saying Boxing Day because that's what the English say, and the Premier League obviously start back on Boxing Day is what they always say. Yeah, but anyway, back to the NFL. It's great having those um, those two days because it kind of adds. I always find that Christmas can be a little bit boring towards the end of the day after you've opened the presents and you've had the food. So it's great that it always kicks off at six o'clock and you have three games for the rest of the night and you can just chill out and and have your sports and it's it's brilliant. Long may it continue. That was the first time ever that they had the flea games on Christmas Day. Um, game on Stevens Day, Boxing Day, you know, if you want to call it Monday, whatever you want to call it, listeners. Uh, you got the Monday Night Football as well. So it was, it was a packed weekend of action. Really, really enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed the Thursday night game as well, as much as people were giving a guff, the Jets Jaguars game. But um, mm-hmm. we're, we'll start off, Michaela, with this, with this sort of big story. It's not even that surprising at this point. Obviously, the Broncos. Um, parted away with their head coach Nathaniel Hackett um, sort of in the evening time on Monday here um, I guess the biggest thing was that the owner Greg Penner st- stated that he has full belief or he believes and accepts the job that the GM George Payton is doing however he will be like the actual ownership Penner family will be leading the search for a head coach and um, I have to say as a fan I'm pretty stunned it happened because you know I got to London and for, for the game at the end of October and was told pretty much off record that if he if he lost he was out uh, they obviously won that game 
and then they lost what five six games in a row after that there and you have to ask yourself why now why not two or three weeks ago um you've got the defensive coordinator Evero who was sort of cited as a guy that could be potentially be the next head coach Michaela decided to himself well no I'm not going to become the interim I'm just going to sit back here for a few weeks and just watch it play out I mean that's concerning for a start um I think it's a complete and utter I don't want to say the word brick show it I is knew. an absolute disaster and frankly as a fan I think it's very very disappointing and depressing but look mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest question now I guess is who is going to come in I guess the bigger question I have Michaela is who wants to come in why why would anybody want to come into that situation where you're in AFC West you've got Patrick Mahomes you've got Justin Herbert and before anybody slags him yes you've got Derek Carr who is hot and cold at Katy Perry but he's still got that brand new stadium in Vegas he's got Devontae Adams they're more settled I would argue on certain parts of the ball than the Broncos are and um, it's not looking good, Michaela, to say the least, if you're a Denver Broncos fan. If I was a Broncos fan, I'd be really happy that Hackett has been sacked because you can finally see now of all that, the, the two first round picks, the three players that you traded for Russell Wilson was a good trade or to see if you've been completely robbed. I still think it's going to be a good trade. Like surely he's not washed up and he can't possibly, can't possibly be this bad next season with whoever they get I think an offensive they have to go for an offensive minded coach because you want someone to come in who I think there will be candidates who want to come in and and work with Russell Wilson and can kind of prove I'm the head coach that can get the best out of him I can help Russ Cook and we are going to challenge Patrick Mahomes in the AFC West and Justin Herbert so if I was a Broncos fan, I know your your season, Michael, hasn't been obviously the best, but I would be happy that Hackett's just gone now and you can see if Russell Wilson is the real deal for you guys and just move forward, start again fresh next year and see, I think you could be a good team next year. Look, you, as a Broncos fan, you're talking music to my ears, Michaela, but genuinely, I really, really think that he's took a step down this season. And I genuinely do not know again if that, of course, you know, in terms of what you're saying, if that is in, if if that's in regards to the head coach, if that's in regards to the, just the general man, the, the the general management around the team, I do think that he's definitely lost a step in terms of his athleticism. I think his build is an issue. I think his reluctance to to accept a different way of doing things than in Seattle is a massive issue. And, you know, it, it really makes you think, was Nathaniel Hackett brought in on the assumption that Aaron Rodgers was going to be traded to the Denver Broncos? I, I, I do think that is the case, but I do think the biggest failure here, and I will shut up about this now on this point, the biggest failure here is the, the timing of this second. Either get to the end of the year or do it midway through the season. We have seen what's happened um, with the Carolina Panthers, who sacked their head coach and now going into week 17, if they win out, they're in the playoffs. So yeah. it's never over until it's over. And granted, of course, you cannot compare that division to the AFC West, but it's still an example of players playing for their teammates, players playing for their new coach. And it was quite clear when, when I seen Hackett's in person in the training sessions in London and also in his, in his pressers in London, 
it, it was clear he was out of his depth. And that's the most disappointing thing. And again, uh, just the last thing I'll say, Michaela, a uh, $108 million cap hit at the minute, Russell Wilson would be, if he was to be released uh, or traded. So um don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. No. You, is, there a, is there someone that stands out to you, Michaela, for like coming in as, as the next head coach? Or are you still TBC on that? To be honest, I'm still TBC on that because I don't know. I, who, was, who was Mark referring to last week when he said, I think the Philadelphia Eagles need to put like a franchise tag on their offensive coordinator and stuff like that. I don't want yes. obviously, yeah. I don't want anyone obviously to believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. We've we've done brilliantly this season, but obviously, there's a lot of a lot of guys have turned out well as in new head coaches. I mean, Mike McDaniel's and the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins are kind of choking towards the end, but he's obviously proved he's he's a good head coach. And then uh, Salah, when he was hired, what was it two years? This is the second season, I think. And he, he was given time as well, which is really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and he's obviously a good head coach. So there is head coaches out there who I mean there is coordinators out there for other teams who are going to be really really successful head coaches but I think the Denver Broncos I think I know you you don't want a rookie head coach you personally as a fan you want like a like a a head coach that's proven in the NFL and that's what I would want as well for the Broncos you you just need some stability and stuff like that but they definitely need to go for some for an offensive minded head coach to see if they can bring Russell Wilson back to that stardom because there's, there's no point in panicking yet. You, you know, players have bad seasons. Um, if Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl, he was, he was a star in Seattle. He can bounce back next year. The biggest thing for me is, can he win back the, the locker room? Cause like I, I, I heard reports that him and Hackett have lost the locker room. And I also think I, I think I heard a report that he has an office. Russell Wilson has his own office. He does. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. If I was a player, if I was a wide receiver, if I was a cornerback on that team, if I was another team captain, I would be absolutely fuming that the quarterback has an office. Like, who does he think he is to have an office or have a need for an office? Like, I think my Steelers friend said Kenny Pickett has an office as well, but that was more maybe because Kenny Pickett played in the stadium during his college years as well but that would absolutely infuriate me to no end I would think he's too big for his boots and he's he's not a team player if if my quarterback had an office yeah I think like the the office thing doesn't annoy me too much I think the thing that annoys me is and I, I actually can't pronounce that guy's name the Eagles OC Shane Shane Steichen or Shane, Shane I can't pronounce it but yeah like you'll, you'll have like he'll be in this next cycle there's guys last year and um, you know, the Broncos interviewed Kevin O'Connell. They, they interviewed so many different people last year where it's nuts. And I think Dan Quinn will be in with a shout. I, I just don't think Sean Payton will take that job. I think it is a huge risk for anyone's career. And unfortunately, I I think Russell Wilson will not come back from his his current turndown. I think that's a massive issue. And instead of this turning into an off-season Russell Wilson podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to sadly move on. But the, the the one thing I will say is, I just don't think Sean Payton is going to take the job. I'd love Whoever it to happen. Sean but, uh, Payton are going to be laughing. Like, <laughs> and they're talking about <laughs> so like, he's, he's, he's building up some sort of super super, super coaching staff. Coaching, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, I think was I might have been misreading something. Was Bill O'Brien involved in that? 
I am not sure on Bill O'Brien because I haven't seen it myself, but Vic Fangio was noted. Former no, it Broncos was Vic, head coach. It was so. Vic, sorry, but I think someone was talking about Bill O'Brien in another context. But yeah, you're right. It was, it was Vic Fangio for the defensive the coordinator. The interest is Vic Fangio go back to Denver. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's have a look at some other sort of storylines around the weekend here, just sort of see the crack. Um, that game in the in the late window on Saturday, Michaela was was great crack. That Eagles Cowboys game, uh, I think just for neutrals, I think when you heard that Jalen Hurts wasn't going to go and he actually officially wasn't inactive until an hour before the game, but we knew for days that he wasn't going to play. But um, a very enjoyable game. Okay, Gardner Minshew didn't have as many completions as you would hope or expect the quarterback of an, of a 13-1 of a team going into the game. Now 13-2 to have. But he made some good plays. He made some mistakes. Don't get me wrong, he had two interceptions in the game. But this Eagles offense still looks great going into the offseason. I guess... My argument would be now you try and go for a win this weekend, Michaela, and you take your break. You take week 18 off. I just don't see the need for them to be playing again if they get the number one seed wrapped up. Cowboys are an interesting sort of example of perseverance in that game. They didn't get a goal in the run game, but CD Lamb really led the day. T.Y. Hilton had a good game. He had 50-odd yards, which I think he had that one big play, that one big 50-yard play. And then Dak Prescott, three touchdowns, one one interception. Um, for all the guff and for all the negativity the Cowboys get, um, it's it's interesting because we're going in now to the last two weeks of the season, and both these teams are are still up there. And honestly, I'd love to see them meet each other in the playoffs. I I think it'd be a great game. I was absolutely fuming, obviously, that the the Eagles lost the game, but and. I'm actually kind of an, like a little bit irritated at everybody's reaction because they've they've lost one game against an an now an eleven win Cowboys team. People are highly highly. I think I might be biased in saying this, but they're under underestimating the Eagles. I think people forget that they've only lost two games, and they have the the front runner the front runner for the MVP. And I've had people telling me, oh, it's going to be the Vikings and the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. And I'm like, I'm sorry, have we not been watching the same season? The Eagles have, are the best record in the NFL. Come, like, and I, I agree with you, but come two weeks' time, right? Two weeks' time, Michaela. Um, it's basically the start of the season again because, yes... Pres- you know, presumptive number one seed. Of course, they've played lights out. They've been superb. But on any given Sunday, on any given mm-hmm. playoff game, like every team is going to want to beat that Eagles team because if you can beat that Eagles team, you've got a a real front run of that at that NFC. Yeah, that's true. Like I know we've seen seasons past where the first and second seed get knocked out in the first game that they play, but speaking about the game specifically, I really like Gardner Minshew and I always really liked him when he was at Jacksonville. And I think he was just very, very unlucky that when he was taken by the Jaguars, it was obvious that the Jaguars were always going to tank and try and tank for Trevor Lawrence. So I think he, he's been very unlucky because he, he did have a great rookie season and he has some great stats. I know stats aren't everything, but I even like his personality. He's so fun and, and his style, everything about him. I, I was really, I really do think Gardner Minshew could be a, a starting quarterback for, for a team. I could see him going like who's a quarterback needy team, the Giants, the Commanders. He could start for them and be better options than what they already have. I don't think, 
I love him as our backup. I think he's great, but he shouldn't be a backup. I think he deserves to be more than that, seeing some of the guys that are in their league, like Taylor Heineke and Mike White. Gardner Minshew, to me, is levels above them and should be should be starting for a team. But I know he had two interceptions, but if you actually look at the interceptions, they were contested catches. Like It was going to be a 50-50 whether the, if the Cowboy player on defense caught it or the Eagles receiver caught it. They weren't awful interceptions where he just overthrowed or underthrowed. They, they, they were actually 50-50 balls. And then about... The Cowboys, I saw a tweet, I followed an Eagles account, an Eagle fan account, and they said all it, it took all of that to be to beat us from the Cowboys. And you do you did think about it, the the Cowboys got four turnovers. They got two fumbles and they got two interceptions and they only beat us by six points. They didn't even beat us by the six points and the the PAT, the extra one point. They bet us by two field goals and we didn't have our MVP quarterback. We had a few injuries on defense. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we lost to the Cowboys. And I actually think the Cowboys got very lucky with the bounce of the ball, the interception, the few fumbles. They they, they got lucky. Like Miles Sander and Miles Sanders fumbling at the last kind of important play. Uh, it, to me, I'm just like, yeah, okay, the Cowboys won. You all love the Cowboys, but you will laugh at them in two weeks' time when they choke in the playoffs or when Dak has like a one TD, three interception games. Because I think it's going to happen. I always said, I don't think... I think Dak has reached the ceiling and I think they're a bit the Cowboys are always going to be a little bit of a a bit of a choker now when they get into the playoffs unless they get a Mahomes quality quarterback but yeah I think the Eagles are just gonna bounce back when when Jalen like even if Jalen doesn't come back Gardner Minshew is going to be who are they playing next the Saints is it no it's not the Saints who are the um, I, I have I have got a schedule in front of me right now but I know it's, I know it's the Giants NFC East team isn't it week 18 the Giants uh who still have not wrapped up their playoff spot I, I don't want to jump into a different topic Michaela but I'll just I I, I get what you're saying about the Eagles I personally I'm don't think the Eagles, whoever the Eagles play in their last two games will probably win the next game and then rest a lot of their starters, but the Eagles are gonna go off in the playoffs. I think. I think. I. I think in order to do that, you, you certain people, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, need to be rested right now, and that's a whole. Com- we, we will have that conversation about resting people in our week seven. I, I promise. It just just meal check me on that before we talk about the, the schedule for this week because I do want to jump on. You said about the Cowboys there. Two things. I was impressed how to go over the line against. You know, quarterback aside, hell of an Eagles team. The Cowboys were under pressure massively, more so than the Eagles to win that game. The, you you can only go up against what you against against who you face. They couldn't control it. Jalen Hurts was out, um, and they as it stands, they cannot finish any lower than fifth in the standings in the NFC. So then, why don't they look at rest in certain players over the next few weeks? Now, I'm not trying to be boring and saying. Rest players, rest players, rest players. I do think we, I do think week eighteen certainly is an opportunity for Dallas to rest players. But if you finish fifth, it's highly likely you will play the NFC South winner, which, at, as it stands at the moment, is going to be Tom Brady in the box. And that goes into my next conversation. I would one hundred percent, Michaela, put money on Doc Prescott, Tony Pollard all the lads going in, and never mind the defense, going into Tampa Bay and putting down a marker on Brady in the box because apart from the last part of the fourth quarter and that late run on Sunday Night Football, 
the Bucks could not get it together. Yes, they had certain players where it worked, certain players where it didn't work, but quite frankly, any comp with his offense with good management, unlike Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals, should have beat the Bucks on Sunday Night Football. So for me, it's like, I just don't see how Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to turn it on in the playoffs. And it's not as if they've got Gronk coming back or Odell Beckham coming in. It's it's not happening. So I like the Cowboys to win at least one game. Um, part of me would almost like to see the Card and the Panthers get into the playoffs because I think they offer more than what the Bucks can at the minute. I think that's a massive issue for Tom Brady. I was um, very upset that the Panthers bet the the Lions because I thought you know the Lions are getting into the groove they're such an underdog they're such a likable team and then you just watch what the Panthers run offense did they just absolutely like every run play they must have went for destroyed them Akila destroyed them 30 or 40 yards I was like looking at this and I'm like you are proper winding me up now Detroit (laughs) but yeah I the the books if the books get into the 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 wild card the playoff they'll realistically probably be knocked out in in the first game unless it's really close and it goes to overtime or Brady has the ball with, in the fourth I just, quarter. I, yeah, I, I just can't see Brady beating Dak Prescott because they have an efficient passing game and they can get the ball downfield with, with Tony Pollard and, and Ezekiel Elliott, whereas the Bucks are so hot and cold, you just mm. don't know what you're going to get. And I think it's a massive issue for, for Brady. It is It is a massive, yeah, it is a massive issue, but I, I know it doesn't really matter now. It was the first game of the season, but the Bucks did beat the Cowboys the first game of the season. And now, if you were to say play that game now, you'd be like, Cowboys 100%. But I think, yeah, the, the Bucks won't probably go far unless they just do a full 360 and are just amazing. But like, if it came down to, say, the Cowboys and the Bucks or the Bucks and whoever, whatever team they play in the playoffs, if they get there, and it's a tie game like like it was against the Cardinals and Brady has, what, two minutes on the clock in the end of the fourth quarter and he has to get a touchdown or something like that to win the game. He's going to do it. He will do it. I don't know what is just inside that guy to just do that nearly every time, but they shouldn't. I know the, the books aren't playing well this season, but they had to go to overtime to beat the Cardinals who are atrocious this season, who were playing their third string quarterback. Now don't get me wrong. I think Trace McSorley is a decent quarterback. So it it wasn't like they're playing some random kind of guy that no one knows. Everyone kind of knows Trace from his time at the Ravens and, and that song, I think that was a couple of years ago when he was in college um, at Penn state. But yeah, they, they shouldn't, the, the Buccaneers shouldn't have had to go, go go to overtime to beat to beat the Cardinals, and it's just it must be just so frustrating as a Buccaneer fans to have heart attack material nearly every week watching these games. I think, and it goes into a different conversation, which we'll talk about probably more at a different point. But I I take on board what you said that Bucks Cowboys game. It seems like a long time ago. It seems like a long time ago now. Obviously, you had the I think it was the injury to Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott in that game, but the Bucks were shocking in that game. Then they turned it on in week three against the Chiefs. They got some points against the Bengals. There's been certain games where, where they're scoring points. Monday or Sunday night was very, very poor. And I just think they've been found out. Personally, I, I don't think they have a way of doing it. One team that's interesting, and I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts, Michaela. I was sitting on Christmas evening, and I was watching the Packers against the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, we we knew beforehand if 
the Packers win out, they're in the playoffs, basically. You know, they got the Lions week 18, but they had to go to Miami and they had to go to Miami on Christmas Day and they had to win um, the lowest temperatures for an NFL game in Miami in, since 1990. Um, I was pretty shocked at what I seen on both sides of the ball. Obviously, the Packers get the win, so they're sitting seven and eight, and they now sit with a genuinely, in my opinion, realistic chance of making the playoffs. I mean, the Packers have got the Vikings this week. If they can beat the Vikings, who frankly should be okay, they're they're looking at the Niners, but I think that they're more likely to get sit where they are at the minute. I think the Packers win that game. I think the Packers beat the Lions the following week. But the thing that concerned me for the Packers was I I just don't think they're a good team at all. I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers can get to the level that he was previously at. I don't think he's got the receiving core that he had that that he can rely on. There was no run game in Miami. That's going to be a huge issue in the playoffs if that continues. But more so, Michaela, it was, frankly, a Dolphins team that have now lost, what, four in the bounce? It's a huge issue. Three interceptions from Tua. Never mind the fact that Jeffrey Wilson, Raheem Mostert, could not get the running game going. Outside of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, there was not much going on for this team on Sunday or on on uh, yeah on on Christmas Day, and I think both teams have got problems, but both teams are still in with a chance, which is crazy. But I something tells me the Packers are going to get over the line. I don't know what it is. It's kind of um, infuriating for someone who doesn't. Um, I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan anymore. He was actually my first ever jersey I got for for um, football. Not because I loved him more than anything. It was just because it was the nicest, most iconic player in my size. I actually wear a Utes XL because a men's jersey is just way too big. But I, I've disliked him a little bit since COVID. Like I think I said in the podcast before, I think he's a little bit of a drama queen. So for him, for him to, like, you look at that guy, he was the MVP last year and in the Dolphins game, he had one touchdown and one interception. That is not, you would not look at Aaron Rodgers and say he was the MVP last year. But I think it's kind of infuriating a little bit because it's kind of like, okay, the Packers are a bad team. Who else are a bad team? The LA Rams, the Bucks, all these teams might not make the playoffs. So we might actually have an interesting playoff this year. It might actually not be, you know, the typical... Um, Pat. I know. In, I know. In the AFC, it's kind of always the same: Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. But the NFC is obviously looking a lot different. It's it's not the Packers. It's the Vikings. It's it's not. Well, I'm not even going to say anything about the NFC East because that was always kind of a weird kind of division anyway up until this year. But yeah, it was kind of always the same teams from the NFC, like the 49ers, the Packers. And now it's it's been mixed up a bit. So it's nice, you know. But if if the Packers get into the playoffs, I think it's hard done on by the Lions. I think the Lions are a more together team. I think they're actually going to go somewhere next year. They have a likable head coach. I think their, their players are very likable. I like Jared Goff. I think he was a little bit hard done by in LA. And I'm glad to see that he's kind of proven that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league this year so for me personally it's annoying if the Packers make the playoffs because they shouldn't they've just kicked on at the right time but I'm more concerned about this Dolphins the Dolphins fall from grace and Tua's fall from grace because he was my friend said to me 
why is Tua and Aaron Rodgers trending? She does not watch football. She was just on Twitter and was like, why are these people trending? And I have to actually go and look. I was like, oh, I didn't even... Actually, I didn't even have to look. I was like, I know Tua's trending because he probably had a really bad game. And I went and looked and he threw three interceptions. This was a guy who last month was in the MVP race and he is... He is not in the MVP race anymore, I can tell you that. He is just, I don't know what's happened. Has the talk gotten to his head? Has he panicked a little bit? I don't get how the Dolphins have fallen so far, but looks like they've even found out a little bit. So if I was a Dolphins fan, I'd be really, really upset. But yeah, it's just like they should have been in the playoffs and they should have probably won the, the AFC East, but the bells have pipped them to it so it's 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 a great finish to the end of the season though it's very fun yeah it's funny you're talking about the AFC there like I mean at one point this season we were tightening the Dolphins as potential AFC as potential AFC's champions and I think that is crazy now just to look back on and the one thing I will say and I'll, I'll say about the Dolphins first off Tua seems to lack real confidence. I think Mike McDaniel's in a little bit of a rut and he's starting to get a little bit uh, a little bit jaded with certain reporters in Miami. I think the, the whole consensus and talk now is is Tua the answer in Miami. I think outside of the quarterback position, the Dolphins are very, very well stacked and Tua can turn it on. We know he can. He can put points up on the board. He's got no excuses there. He's got a good run game. He's got the wide receiver core that he needs. The one thing I will say about both of these teams, even though I have said about the wide receiving core for the Packers, on their day, these teams, the Packers and the Dolphins, can get it over the line. And if you do not want to be facing Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, you do not want to be facing the Miami Dolphins team for the first time in the playoffs in how many years? There are so many variables there, and that's why the last few weeks are going to be so so interesting. I'm really, really excited to see it. The, the, the one thing I wanted to finish on, Michaela, is this Jaguars team. Um, they beat the Jets in Thursday Night Football. It wasn't the most interesting game. The Jets weren't great, to say the least. Um, it, Evan Ingram was very impressive. Trevor Lawrence looks very settled. It you know They only scored like 19 points on Thursday, but... They're getting over the line. It's in their destiny. The Titans lost against the Texans. Titans now playing in Thursday Night Football this week against the Cowboys, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that seems to be, I, I think that'll be, the the, 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 the Jaguars-Titans game will be the game flexed in Week 18. It's going to be a banger if it is. I love the Jaguars. I always like Trevor Lawrence because when people start comparing him, like he's the next pink man, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna. I, I like this guy a little bit, and he's humble and he's quiet and he, he does his thing. Now, I know obviously people were really, really excited for him last year, and he kind of just had like a meh year, but he's, he's turned it on the last couple of weeks. And I'm really, really happy for the Jags team, for another Florida team to have such. I, I hope he's going to be an iconic quarterback for, for the state of Florida. And he's a great head coach in Doug Peterson. We all know that, that Doug led the the um, Eagles to their first Super Bowl so I have a lot of love for Peterson I think he was a really really good choice for the Jaguars and for Trevor Lawrence but I think someone um, tweeted on Twitter maybe one of the reporters or one of the analysts for the NFL and they said I think they said is this the first time a team with the number one pick in the draft last year is is gonna go to the playoffs and it's it's crazy to think that they had the worst record last year and and they're in 
they're potentially in the playoffs now. I think they deserve it more than the Titans. I think it like if they're like the Lions in the sense of they're an underdog story. So and it's like you, this is why I watch the NFL. I don't watch the NFL to see Patrick Mahomes or or Aaron Rodgers or all those guys or Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl every year. I watch the NFL to to get to see the underdogs kind of get their guys in the draft and improve and and kind of like it's 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 boring to watch the Premier League and see Man City win it all the time. It, it puts you off watching football, but watching the NFL, you wouldn't say the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs this year. You wouldn't have said the Lions have in are in with a chance. You wouldn't have said that Aaron Rodgers would was would have had a horrible kind of season, and they've only just maybe gotten to the playoffs now. It's just it's so exciting, and it's going to be a really really fun end to the season. And yeah, I think the Jaguars are going to win the AFC South now. Oh, bold prediction. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, and we'll be back. Uh, I think the podcast is going to drop on Thursday morning ahead of week 17. We're, we're, we're going to look at some big, big matchups. You know, th- this week is huge. You are going to have a few big games in week 18, but this is the moving week. This is the week where things need to happen for certain teams. So, Michaela, I am looking forward to chatting to you then. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, if you're watching this Chargers Colts game, enjoy it. And uh, I'll chat to you soon. And thanks, folks, for everyone listening to the podcast at NFL Ireland on all social media. Really, really appreciate you all. Enjoy the rest of your Christmas period. Chat to you soon. Thank you.